I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Monday afternoon, November 2nd, 2020. My name is Dan Broskell here with my good friend Dave Geller. Dave, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. Happy November. Happy November. It is so November. It's awesome. Is you it want to summarize the end of October for us from a weather perspective? Um, <laughs> snow and flurries today. Wow. And windy and cold. How about that snowstorm on Friday, huh? That was great. I wish it, you know, you remember back to that, was that infamous snowstorm we had how many years ago where they shut, it shut down Halloween, right? I think it was on Halloween. Or no, it was the week before week Halloween. Before all the limbs yeah. down. We must have, it was probably close to a foot, I'm going to guess, but it was wet snow, right? And the trees That's came wild. down. We lost power for, I think, at least three days in Lexington and other people were out for longer. And uh, yeah, so that was like a like a, a remake almost of that, of that uh, snowstorm. Yeah, and then Thanksgiving itself, a nice cold evening. Were you out walking around? We did. We went out into a, a local neighborhood. Yes, how'd that um, go for you? It was good. It was cold. It was cold. It was awesome. It was cold, and there was sparse kids, um, few houses out with candy. Sure. Were there tables out, you know, with tables, bowls, do sort of self-service? Shoots. Yeah, a lot of self-service, a lot of kids dumping, dumping stuff into their bags at once. You know what was um, great, Dave? What was that? Self-service Halloween. It was amazing. Self-service. And also was... We covered about three times more ground than usual. We're, oh, we're, we're, we're like knocking on doors. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, are you a princess? Oh, you're so bad. I, go. Just go on. Next house, Also go. was nice. Next was, house, go. Was the elderly people yelling at kids saying, shame on you for taking so much candy. Put it back. That was some of my favorite night. Parts that of the happened night. this past weekend? I saw some of that happening. Oh yes. Close up, close up in, in real. Yeah. Well, as you, as, Shame as, on as you. As you remember, I got screened at Lexington for biking with my daughter on the sidewalk. Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on you. That's when I yelled back. <laughs> That's very neighborly of you, if you recall from mid-July. As mid you smiled. smiled to uh, other, other, day, other things from the weekend, Dave. We, we, uh, we, we flipped those clocks back. That was awesome, oh, too. brutal. Oh, to go oh, backwards? It's brutal. Oh, man. Well, yes, it's brutal. Well, what way is it brutal? I want you to list for me, if you can, the kind of person that, that benefits from the extra hour of sleep. What kind of person is that? A person like me who woke up this morning at 8 o'clock and oh, said, oh, it's late. And then I realized really it was only benefit, 7. Man. It's not really a benefit. No, well, that's uh, way better than going, clocks are going off. forward. I mean, there's it's no pitch they should black just, at 6. Just get rid of it in general, I think. But oh, it's, it's way better than going forwards. Oh, they're both. Just leave it where it is. <sighs> leave it where it is, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave it. Leave it. I did some reading about, about it. So actually, here's a question. So we no. A common misnomer is that we just began daylight savings time. No, we just ended daylight savings time. We are now on standard time. Everybody. Standard time. So we're back where we should be, yes. I guess. But the, why do we change? I mean, the, the the roots of like, oh, the the oil lobby and the and the farmers the and farmers. why do we do it? I mean, the farmers. Stop it. Farmers. Just, I can't stand it. And like, if there's ever a year to get rid of it, maybe it's 2020. But Let's here do we it. are. Let's push it. Let's get that petition going. Yeah, and I just tell you, like year after year after year, you just see that you know kids and animals are just not. Do not respond well. To what animals? Hour, either way, yours or wolves. I mean, you know, I have children and dogs. Are you calling don't, your kids don't, animals? Don't, uh, I am. <laughs> don't get. Don't understand. They should be staying in bed for another hour. They're the animals. Oh, I get that. Well, they I think it's tough. I think it's tough on infants and 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 parents <laughs> and sleep see, cycles. Yeah. It's a mess. Oh yeah, uh, it's like jet lag. It's like jet but lag. I, mean, I mean, here's a question for you. I mean, I, you know, we always hear the again urban legends. This is this might be 
the new the new weekly segment Dave called Fact and Fiction, right? Fact or fiction. So fact or fiction. The the faces of the moon impact uh, kid behavior, what you see in the office, and injuries. And does the clock change increase anything that you see from a foot traffic perspective, or just? stress perspective from parents and kids i would say the clock change in my experience just in, uh, inherently increases stress and in yeah. mismatched sleep cycles and yeah. and yeah i, I can't speak about the full moon <laughs> i can't speak about the moon or the or the blue moon we had over oh, the weekend wasn't that crazy that was amazing i had my madison was explaining that to me and i had no idea about it well you knew the term i knew once in the blue moon but i didn't know from where, from whence it derived so you were you were you know this weekend years old when you found out yeah <laughs> that's very exciting, honestly Dave. I like yes that. yeah this is a, that that can be that, very, can, that can be nice. a pod segment things I just learned that that was once a pod segment Dave in the early yes. weeks of this podcast so that's crazy we'll come back to it that was a crazy like that was that was crazy awesome um so I got some some, some uh, facts about daylight savings time for you if you want to hear them I'm ready for so you. for for uh, in 1965 the twin cities of St Paul and Minneapolis not the twin cities of Lewis and Auburn not different twin cities okay sorry. Or Buddha and Pest. We can keep going, but we won't. Buddha and um, Pest? Really? The capital city decided to join the nation by starting daylight savings time, St. Paul. Minneapolis opted to follow the later date set by state law. So on opposite sides of the river, they were a whole hour apart in Minnesota. 1965, Dave. Wow. 1965. Across the river. You weren't alive yet in 1965. I was planning my entry. I was planning my entry. Um <laughs> Here's something for you. This is this is wild. I didn't believe this, but I did some some dick, some deeper diving. Uh, Clorox and Seven Eleven, the corporate chains, Dave, provided the primary funding for the Daylight Saving Time Coalition behind the 1987 extension to U.S. Daylight Savings Time. Both senators from Idaho, uh, Larry Craig and Mike Crapo, that's his last name, voted for it based on the premise that fast food restaurants sell more French fries during Daylight Savings Time, which are made from Idaho potatoes. There you go. So, uh, you so said, the more day, so the more daylight in summer, the more French fries you sell. So go ahead and get those daylight hours in summer because everyone's about and buying fast food and buying more Idaho potatoes. So the potato uh, farmers in Idaho, the economic benefit for them is worth voting for daylight savings time. I'm saying, guys, get rid of it. I'm sorry, I heard the Clorox. Clorox. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe maybe they provide cleaning products. Yeah. You know, for restaurants that so were open later and potatoes. selling more. You know, <laughs> French fries. French, French fries. fries can't have a burger without them. Ridiculous. No. So. Uh, I'm, that's some. It was, and listen, trivia. in some ways, it was nice. That's, for the is that urban media. legend? Is that fact? That's a fact. Um, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's far. I mean, as we've said before, Dave, the internet never lies. But I, I looked for I a couple different places for this this morning. So there we go. Um, Dave. Yes. <laughs> do you have any? So speaking of time. Yeah, I have lots of time. For lots you. of time. A lot of time. We got a lot of time. We're back on standard. What are your favorite songs that have the word "time" in the title? I have a list, and you can help me rank them. But do you have any sort of a jump off the just that are my favorite? Yeah, what are some famous what songs? Are some of that pop songs in my that mind. you like to have the word "time" in the title? Too much time in my hands by Sticks. That's Ooh, one. nice. Good um, pull. Good pull. If I could save time in a bottle by Jim Croce. Ooh, um, that's another good one. Yeah. Um, then there's. Um, yeah, I can think of the time with Morris Day in their songs, but I don't. I can't. That's not. This a is song. this is called the generational gap in the songs right, so, pulling. This is nice. All right, you want um, some of mine? Uh, please. Okay, here we go. Um, where should we start? We'll start from the older songs, Dave, which you're going to know to maybe some newer songs that you don't. All right, so how about Feels Like the First Time by Foreigner? Foreigner. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking about that. Um, just thinking about that. Foreigner, uh, good. Time is on my side, Dave. Time is on my side. Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones, very good. Okay. Keep it going. Um, Keep it going. Early '80s. Yes. Pop, female. 
pop female. Oh, time wow. Cindy Lauper. After time. Yeah. Cindy Lauper. That's good. We keep going. Just give me hints, and I would name them for okay. you. Okay. Okay. Here's a good one. A uh, hard rock ballad, maybe late '80s, early '90s slash metal. With I'm thinking. Ooh, um, I'm thinking uh, Motley Crue. Uh, it's a few years after Motley Crue. I'm thinking White Snake. Ooh, after White Snake, you're getting there though. This is uh, Sebastian Bach with a lead singer, long, long hair. Oh gosh. Talking about Skid Row, Skid famous Row. for 18 in life. This was. Yeah, give me the name because wasted time. That's not. That's a, a ballad. So it's not a great group. Sorry. Oh, it's a great. That's, that's a, a great, great album. Group. That Skid Row album was Skid a great Row. album. Thanks very much. You just put the, all those guys in a pot and stir it. In a pot. One of them yeah, here we go. Um, and here's the the rounding up rounding up my list. That's your uh, list. Five songs. Rounding, no, I got more. Skid Row. I, I got more. Relax. That's great. Um, Sorry. Or early '90s, uh, country-ish, folky guitar, acoustic. Thank God I'm a country boy. Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, Time. nice. That could be my favorite Very one good. list, actually. Very good. And then, of course, we got a you know what Hootie's doing now? Um, I, Con- I think I, I once knew. Country. country. Yeah, yeah. Um, circa 1999, Dave. All-time classic. Hit me, baby. One more nice. time. Britney nice. Spears. And then we'll go with Closing Time from Semi Sonic. Nice. And then, of course, It's Always a Good Time by Carly Rae Jepsen in Owl City. It's always a good Thank time. Nice. Nice. I got time on my mind. I got time on my mind. Lots of time. That was a nice list. A nice list. And also just not for nothing, but the the the, rehabil- the rehabilitation of Justin Bieber. Um, big fan of the new song, Holy, if you know what it is. Dave. I haven't so heard it. over the radio, so check um, it out. But from time to the timeless, uh, we want to wish a farewell and bye. only uh, as we say, uh, Sean Connery passed away at Ooh. the age of ninety. Yes, this is sad this is a news. Particularly incredible thing, right? Well, I think we jinxed the man. Um, did we talk about him on the la- pod last week? Yeah. We, last week we spoke about him. We did. And yeah, you said, "What are your favorite um, James Bond movies?" Oh and my God, so you're right, Dave. Sean Connery. And about I forgot mo- about that. And about a month ago, we spoke about um, with Dave Sassano. Cobra Kai, John Jenkins, John Jenkins yeah. Karate, and wow. John Jenkins passed away like two weeks after that podcast. Should be careful on this podcast. Yeah, so we will not name names. Although we talk we just about names from names, we talk about people like you know, Alper, Sasano, Bornstein, and they're still kicking. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, all, what are your um, listen all time favorite Sean Connery roles? There's a couple big ones. Um, what, do you like? um, what do you like? What's your, what's your favorite? I like. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, so you like? Well, he was only the last one. Yes, so he was. You actually, like? You like Henry Jones actually, Senior? I actually, I don't like that one. Take that back. No, it's funny because if you list his great roles, that's. I mean, it's a good movie. Is it an all-time great I mean, performance? Like the war for him, movies you know? he was in. Like, I'm trying to think. Um, was it Gun? He was. It was in Guns and Navarone. Some of those war movies. I don't know I like. if he was in that one. I like some war movies. So, so he, I, I listed five of my favorites. All right, you listed. I, I made a lot of lists this morning. Like, right. here's what I'm talking. So here we go. I got uh, the time. James Bond's pretty good one, right? Good. Henry Jones Senior, Indy's dad. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um. King Richard at the end of Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Ooh. Cameo at the end. Robin Hood. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good appearance for him. Um, John Mason in The Rock with Nicholas the Cage. The Rock with Nicholas Cage. That was Cage. a great role for Connery. Oh, that's John Mason. One. That was that's solid. And then, of course, my, my all-time favorite. I'm not embarrassed. Uh, Marco Ramius from The Hunt for Red October. Oh, that's a probably good one. my all-time favorite. That's a Sean good Connery one. But there's some good war movies out there. Um, yeah. That military movies he was in. I don't. I'm not so familiar there's with those. Some things. weird movie he was with Matthew Broderick too. I'm thinking, but I can't. Anyways, I so there you go. Marco Ramius. Uh, so Sean Connery, thank you so much. Um, wow, what a, what, a, what a life, you know. He wow. will be missed. So 2020 keeps on uh, taken, not and not given. <laughs> taken and not giving. Taken and giving. Gave us a blue moon. Gave us a snowy Halloween. That was blue moon's good. Thank uh, you. What else is it giving us? Uh, well, who knows what this week's going to hold. Um, 
what do you got coming up this week, Dave? A lot of, before we get to I, some really other great questions for you that I'm excited about asking. Um, but what's, what's on tap for you besides the fact that tomorrow's election day, which we're not going to talk about really? Yeah. I actually set up, I set up my uh, TV in my office so we can watch the news as it, it comes in tomorrow. What are you doing? I was... Uh, Why? Well, I just want to oh. you know, know what's going on. You know, I, I, I got the TV really to watch you know, sporting events or big, or big events. You know, like, like in Olympics, the office or like in the waiting room? Like in the room? waiting room. Okay. You know, with the Olympics, sure. never happened. And, you know... Maybe the playoffs never happened of any yeah. sport, you know. So it's just sitting there playing like watching Ninja Warrior reruns, playing like you know bubble guppies right now. So yeah, is I think. Like, wait, so is it, is it cable? Is it Netflix? What are you doing? It's not. We uh, I have uh, the the. It's a smart TV with yeah. limited use. It's, I, I did not um, get, probably get the best TV, but we have the Fire Stick. So the Fire we Stick. Have, we, have, we have it all. We have it all yeah, going on. Yeah, you so, do. So yeah, besides yeah, that excitement, no yeah, password sharing. I forget. None. 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 <laughs> um, but it ends in eighteen. The on my passwords, maybe. <laughs> Whoa, uh, hackers, hackers beware. Hackers beware. Um, yeah, just same old, same old. You know, work, what? fun, repeat. Well, um, as you know, Dave, deal, dealing with some uh, in the in the Commonwealth, we got some rollback of Phase Three by the governor in some specific towns and areas. We got the Bedford High School closed for two weeks because of a little. We won't call the cluster because it isn't a cluster. It's sort of a group of cases that are aligned, and the allegation is that it's a. Uh, Social social um, social spread versus in school spread, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. Uh, you know, the data seems to be saying that um, this is what's happening in communities. The high schools are seeing spikes because older kids are not super responsible, and the younger kids are doing better with the procedures and the mandates and the masking and the distancing. Uh, ergo, you know, we're looking at here, and we talked about it last week at our meeting about trying to find a way to get younger kids in school more um, in January. It feels really weird to be talking about that as the town goes red, but everyone's going from, you know, gray to green to yellow to red these days around here. So all bets are off. We're asking the right kinds of questions about what are we learning and trying to find a way to get our younger kids in school more and our kids who have more uh, learning needs supported more with four days. So. Uh, if anyone crazy. can get it done, Bedford can. Yeah, well, we'll see. You can. Uh, we're trying to do a little bit, yeah. and um, so that's exciting. I don't know. And this week, whatever. Election yeah, I'm day. Watching, got, I'm uh, watching the. Um, you know, you watch. You know, forget about the voting map, right? With the red and blue. I mean, I'm watching all the towns around us. You know, yeah. go, going changing colors and red, red, What's red. What's happening in, in the Lexington? Lexington, as of now, is. I don't want to jinx it. Green. Still green. I think the borders work, actually. I think on the map, the lines keep things out, right? No, no so it's it's going to seep in soon, you know. I mean, it's everywhere, Carlisle isn't it? Carlisle and Lincoln, right? Still gray. Still gray. The wind blows There's more cows away. than people in Carlisle. The wind blows this way versus that way. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then the election happened. We're not. We're not talking. We should have a. We should have a. Um, of a live election. If you want a live pod, the election results, Dave. I can do it. Uh, I don't. I just don't know if I can actually watch tomorrow. For I mean, we'll talk. Listen, there. There's not. Maybe there's a clear result tomorrow. I don't. I can't live with the with the anxiety. I'm, maybe I'll just watch back to back like musicals. Ooh. I can watch Les Mis about yeah. revolution. I can watch Hamilton about America. And you should watch a Sean Connery Sean Connery mm-hmm. marathon. Marathon. Um, we'll go back to what I'm watching a little bit later because I'm watching some new things, which is great. Um, and this week for us, also looking forward to the Bedford TV Awards. Oh. I think that we're going to get one for longest meeting because we had a five-hour, forty-four-minute oh, meeting in that's August. That's a great the award. Two-month school committee meeting. So I will is attend that, that, is that a new, Is that a new award? I think it's one that was made so that we could like win it. That's what award. I think. <laughs> so. Who's your competitors? Uh, I didn't even look. 
Uh, we'll see. Is it any competitive? I hope. I wonder if Lex Media gives out some awards. Dave. Longest, we should find out. I think we they should do, right? find out. Yeah, best pod. I think. I mean, most, if we're talking most, about best pod. The, Chris, pods, the Chris Shaw pods nudging four hundred. Pods, so. pods, pods, pods. Yeah. So I hope you hope you really win that award. That will bring you lots of joy. And it will bring me a, a modicum of nachas. I would say would not fill. When, is that tomorrow? When it's is Friday that? evening at six? So is it, I will attend. Is it Zoom? It's a Zoom. Zoom. Nothing happens in person. Nothing happens um, in person. Dave. So um, I w- I've been reading a lot about Corona, as you have, and the challenges of tracing. So I don't know what, what level you participate in the tracing, um, but I'm just going to pull some data that, that Boston.com shared from the Commonwealth's report from last Thursday, some which makes sense, some which is just the open concern and reflects the broader challenge that we have in this country about the challenges of tracing when there's so many cases and how it's just you're throwing your hands up and saying it's not even getting us any information. So according to the report on Thursday, uh, 87.7% of the new and ongoing clusters identified in the past four weeks were linked to residences, i.e. spread in the home. Um, In total, they accounted for 7,428 of the 9,391 cluster-linked cases, or roughly 79%. So not surprisingly, Dave, if someone in your household has a COVID, uh, you probably get it, Mm. or you get it because it's a a likely uh, transmission. Um, the spokesman for the state said, quote, a large amount of transmission is occurring in households, a place where people let their guard down and feel safe. It's critical that residents are aware of this, and especially those living in multi-generational homes or with family members who have underlying conditions, take precautions even in their home, such as wearing a mask, washing hands, and not sharing utensils as a few examples. So, Hold that thought about masks in the house. And here's the second point he made, which was jumped out at me. Overall, those cases, the, ni- uh, the 9,391 cluster cases, represent less than half of the 19,291 cases that were identified between those same four-week period through contact tracing. That means nearly 10,000 cases outside of the cluster report have not been tied to a specific cluster and not been traced. So here we are. Do we know where it's coming from? What are you learning? What are you seeing? Should we be wearing masks in the house, Dave? Like what? Is this overreaction? What's the story, man? I'll just answer that this is Dave Geller. This is Dave Geller. Speaking of Dave Geller, you know, which, but the, the masks in the house, I'm starting to hear about that, actually. I think, I mean, I think it depends. I would say no. I would say no. Okay. I would but say, depend- I would hope you would say no, but right? But unless on, you have an elderly. Depends on, you know, your, yeah. on your risk, you know. I mean, definitely during the peak of this, when people were working in the ICUs, they were yeah. staying in their basements, you know, away from their family. They were staying, they were staying in hotels. They were staying in in RVs in their driveway. I think we understand a lot more now in terms of, you know, how to prevent this. You know, in terms of you know, just generally with you know, with with good hygiene and masks, I think you have to know what your risks are. And, you know, so just because you live with someone and possibly if they if they're being exposed a lot or not, you know, taking good you know precautions, I think they're at risk. I mean, they changed the the numbers now like a couple weeks ago, right? From not 15 minutes, you know, six feet, you know, 15 minutes exposure time within six feet, which is still pretty arbitrary to cumulative 15 yeah, minutes, right? 24 hours. So, so you go to the house I mean, all, best, in there, all yeah. best can be off. I mean, the only the only way to be 100% safe is to be 100% safe. I think in general, I would lean to not wearing masks. But I mean, I'm, I'm ex- I technically could be exposed every day cumulatively to someone with COVID-19 either through a positive test or, you know, you know, who's, but or they could turn positive in a couple of days after me seeing them, I'm wearing the appropriate gob, um, you know, but you could make the case that I, I could be, you know, an exposure risk in my house. 
it's um i think you can you can extrapolate all you want i yeah. think you got to be it's a slippery slope and it's the slippery slope either, be, slippery. either becomes definitive in saying you have zero risk or you have to kind of adjust as you go in specifics so i would say no masks i think that the contact tracing is interesting i mean that's that is a um huge undertaking and and depending on how far you go back and who you who you are able to trace, you know, and there's a lot of variation in like if someone said, okay, you're positive today, Dave. Um, who were you around in the past, you know, two days before, um, up until you were positive? And some people will go back two weeks, even just you know, in general. It also depends on how, what my, what, how my memory serves, you know, and yeah. it's a lot. There's a lot there, and how beneficial maybe is the contact tracing? It doesn't hurt, but. Um, and it does identify um, certain people, but it, it, that, there's, there's a lot, lot out there. I mean, I, I'm having conversations every day with people, which you and I just started before we had before we started this pod about X may have been exposed, was exposed to so and so. We're waiting to see if they turn positive, and then you know, then we have to go from there for other people's exposures. And it, it's it's this it's, it's this it's this this fanning out, but everybody to my mind is a possible exposure to a possible exposure. And we're just waiting to see what that is. I mean, it's my poor man's belief that, I mean, COVID has got to be everywhere. People mm. walk around people. If you believe what some people are saying, you know, if X is what you get from a, from a positivity rate, five X is what's actually walking around and no one knows. So odds are we've been around it. We may have had it. No one knows. In the absence of rapid testing, it's still a whole bunch of uncertainty. In the absence of enough contact tracing, everyone's kind of like the wild, wild west. And and here we are putting out these little fires. Putting it's, out little fires. It's, exactly I think right. that's that's what they said would happen. These sort of uh, ups and downs in the charts. And um, the the wastewater, which I reported on Deer Island last week, which had surged to a record in the past you know four months, has gone back down a little bit. So that's a nice marker for folks nice. that care about wastewater. Sasano hashtag Sasano. Hashtag and Sasano. you know I think you know we're learning and 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 reacting, as opposed to you know really doing a good job of containment because it's everywhere and that's sad. Mm. That's my read on it, Dave, and I'm not an expert. I'm reflecting on this. Yes. It's <laughs> all we can ask for. Uh, what boggles the mind those are the folks that, that refuse to do the tracing when they're called, right? And I'm like, you gotta. Yeah, that's just, just that just it. makes just no sense it, to right? me. Just that get tested, makes, please. You know, just makes no sense. Quarantining sucks. And here's a question for you, Dave. So, put yourself in the scenario. Of, let's say that you work at um, at Estherbrook. We'll make it a Lexington school, and you work in the office. And the mom calls and says, "Hey, um, Josie in first grade is." Uh, sniffling today mm. and has a low fever. Mm. I'm going to keep her home. Mm. Um, but uh, Bridget in fifth grade is fine. Should I send her to school, Dave? What would you say to that mom? With a sniffle and a low fever. Send the sib it or not send the I mean, sib? Because there's nothing on the books about this. And this is a really go, interesting We go by area. guidelines, right? So what does the guidelines and, say and, in that But situation? these are guidelines. These aren't regulations. These aren't laws. Exactly. These are guidelines. Exactly. And you can, and guidelines are guidelines. And They guide. And there's in medicine, there's very few... Um, well, there's not very few, but there's, there's, there's definites. There's definite... Um, uh, standard of care sure. and best practices that we do, and then there's a lot of gestalt. A lot gestalt. Of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of. What is the? I don't even know what that means actually. To me, it's like you know. Forgive me if I no, butcher I'm, this. You're but, forgiven already. But it's almost like it's intuition. It's sure. just like a cookbook. Right? Sure. It's like okay, you know, take, taking what we know and interpreting, interpreting again the best. You know, it's pra being pragmatic. Maybe yep. it's being street smart. Maybe it's just like figuring out. Right? All right. So, does Bridget go to school or not? 
So which Josie's Josie's Josie got the sniffle and like in that so technically a sniffle alone is not what, what, uh, sniffle plus 100.2 right so she's well then you got is, is it 100 okay point, where, 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 so, the, the so if you're using the fever guideline say yeah. she hits the fever guideline yeah. the fever then technically that kid needs to be tested for COVID for COVID yeah um, what about Bridget Bridget does not can she go to school or should she wait she, she technically can go to school because right. she is again an exposure to a possible case yeah. who's not a, po- a case it. yet so she Technically, and this, I had this call last night. Sure. That, uh, 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 I, I got the call this morning. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that kid can yeah. go to school. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. By what we know. Could, should you stay home? It doesn't hurt. But sure. otherwise, no one goes to school, which is right. okay, too. We, we don't, you don't want to send those kids to school just because. But technically, she's not exposed to a positive got case. It. Until she is. Yeah. Until tomorrow when, and, when, and, when Josie gets a positive test back. And this is actually becoming, this is, it's all, this is becoming like a knee-jerk yeah. conversation. If you asked me a month ago, two months ago, I'd be scratching my head, hmm, and we, we, we go sure. through these mental gymnastics. Sure. But right now, from what we know, what the guidelines are. Now, now I had a parent who called me yesterday who said their daycare won't allow Bridget to come to school unless she's tested. And I said, well, that's their guidelines. Because the, the sibling has a fever. Because the, but actually it was because the parent may have been, was exposed to someone. Got it. So the parent Got was it. exposed to someone. They had to get tested in the, in the daycare said that the child can't come to daycare unless they have a test in their well, negative. Well, they can set their own policy though. That's the wrong policy. That's the wrong policy. Exactly. And, that, and that's, you can't argue with that. Wow. This is so hard, man. So hard. It is hard. It's very, and it's very, it's, I hate to say the word interesting, you know, because, you know, you it can be interesting and can be hard and can you know, be a calamity, you know, you know it's, but it's, it's an it's, interesting pandemic in a lot of ways. It's a lot. About, in, in, you know, yeah. What's, what works and what we're not very good at in America. Yeah. And, and you can rest your hat on things, but you really can't rest your hat on, on everything a hundred percent with this, you know, because even the testing, hats, a lot of hats are rested on the wrong pegs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause even the testing, you know, you know, can be, can, can be variable, but. So, wow, so we went last Good insight. night. Good insight. We Thank went you. last night with our um, out to Revolution. In, Revolution in, Hall. Revolution Hall in Lexington. Thanks for going without me. Yeah. Way so, to go, dude. Yeah. So um, the one went, that I told you about that was open. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. Where'd and I was, get? and I didn't want to go because Who's the we? Um, Dr. Landis. <gasps> the two of you? Yeah. No, the four of us. The four of us? Yeah. How? What did you guys do? We hung. Actually, it was, was it cold? We're inside. And there's no one. There. <laughs> yeah. It's a Sunday night in, yeah. uh, in an office. Park. It was actually it was a nice setting, okay. so it wasn't outside because it was it was raining out. It was actually really cold and right. In, it in, was um, very much raining yesterday. Icky, but we inside, yeah. and I, I didn't, actually didn't want to go because, as you know, I have my own ideas for places like that, and I was a little miffed that someone opened up a place that might have been might have been close to my ego. Hundred percent. Like I'm not going there. I I wanted a place like this, but I wasn't actually. I hate to say it. I was when I walked in. Like this place is awesome. Kind of cool setup, you know, very airy sure, inside. It wasn't sure. open, and they have all these garage doors you can right, open up. And, up yeah. It was kind of cool. You, the, the coolest thing is, which is I think also if you if you're critical of it, the downfall is the cool thing in, in this COVID time. You pour your own beer, you pour your own drinks. There's like spigots on the wall. Yeah, why is that? Who's critical of that? Well, I'm gonna get there in a second. Ooh. So, so they give you a card, which um, my friend Dave Landis put on his credit card. Our and, friend, our friend, our friend, please, our, our friend. Across the table, six feet, eight feet. He's Okay, our friend, um, great man, um, very generous, and so you get there with a card, and you put the it's sort of touchless, so you put your card into the little slot, yeah. and it registers, it. and then you and then you pour your beer or sure, wine. Sure. The the problem was is that you have to do the perfect pour. Oh yeah. So if you don't do the perfect pour, I got over. five yeah. glasses of foam. 
until well, that's your fault. Well, it took <laughs> the, <laughs> it comes out of the tap pretty quickly, and yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It, they also give these little snifters in a way. These oh little, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. So there's not a lot of room. It's not like a big you know twelve pint thing that you can. Was you it can, like mainstream beer? Was it like micro? No, brews? a lot of great micro beer. Nice. Um, my favorite part, you know, we were using different, trying to use different um, glasses. There was wine glasses, sure, and, and sure. there were these sifters, um, sifters to pour in and so we were kind of like we got like four ounce pours we're getting, yeah, we're little, foam so, so the, like, one of the bartenders or managers came over and, and was showing us how to pour correctly which you know Dave, David Landis he was oh, born he pouring that up pouring, he was born pouring collect, uh, correctly and then, then the person looked at him and said oh you know you're using the wrong glass Using a wine glass, and he's like, he's like, how does he not realize he's wearing a wine glass? We were doing on purpose, no, because we're trying to get a a larger, a larger thing. David was basically very courteous and said, "Thank you." Like, like David didn't know. Like David could name every type of beer glass and wine glass out there, and probably, and probably make one in his kiln. Um, So it was good. It was not. It was a cool atmosphere, and they have food there, which we didn't. I think think the Landis has got some pizza to take home. But it was good. It's, it's, it's going to be a great place to gather. The other downside is with all, with all these spigots there, yeah. there's going to be a big line of people lined up trying to pour their beers. You know, so I don't know how well that's going to go. But anyways, it, it was neat. It was neat. Maybe one day I'll be cool enough to warrant the invite for the for that group, but I guess not. Well, maybe next well, time. Well, I'm really happy you went. Nice. So shout out to Revolution, Revolution, Revolutionary Hall. Hall. Revolution, Revolution Hall. Hall. Yeah, it's going it's gonna yeah. to be a, a place. Yeah. It's going to be a place till I open up mine. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, big anyway, the big week, uh, big hearing last week, Dave. Last two after we spoke on Monday, Tuesday, there's a huge hearing, five hour hearing at the state house and on Zoom um, about return to school, and uh, with the commissioner of education, with the secretary. Do you with call the, him the commissioner or the commish? Uh, the commissioner with uh, with Tom Scott, Lexington Proud of the Mass Mass Association of Superintendents of Glenn Kucher. Shout out Glenn, Mass Mass Association of School Committees. And just all, all the fault lines coming out with the secretary and the, and the commissioner saying, um, we want all kids back. Uh, unless, I think, as you told me, Dave, the, curb, the, the, the comment trickled back to you is only the reddest of red towns should be going remote only. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, you know, as we've talked about over the, over the course of the summer, the worry was uh, that a week of red would lead you to shut down school. Then it was three weeks of red would require you to shut down school. Now it's like, even if you're red for a month, kids go back because mm. you don't think there's school transmission unless it's, you know, a case, you know, the town has 50, 50, you know, rates of 50 per 100,000. So in some ways we're all kind of figuring this out as we go. Of course, in the aftermath, there was a lot of pushback from, um, from the unions and from the super, from school committees saying, you're making this really hard for us to navigate politically the different stakeholders. Um, all while the state budget has not been approved, all while school districts are trying to make plans for us for fiscal 2022, saying, how do you build a budget when we're th- two months into, you know, emergency budgeting and where, where do you start? So, so we make our budget trying to say, do we start with the approved number from last spring pre-COVID? Do we start with the summer number? Do we start with the early fall number? Do we start with the mid-fall revision as the base? Will we need more staff again next year? So, so just planning for next year. Answer me this. And you really may not be able to answer me this. I probably will not have the answer. The, the, is, the, there's a Massachusetts Massachusetts Teachers Union, correct? Yeah. Uh, overall union. But does yeah. each individual town or city has their own yeah. union? Yeah. Who overrides who? Well, the, the control is local. So the MTA can encourage districts to say, like, don't go back because we don't think it's safe and we want to express solidarity with folks that have towns where there's not buildings. But in the end, each each union votes on what they want to do. And say the commissioner who, who commissioner has no say, no say, no say. He just and says the, what he the wants. Negotiations and got it. The so he could say you all have to go back no matter what. Quote, red red be donned. 
but the union says no. Yeah. So um, all the commission can do is, is threaten. And that's what they're doing. They're threatening. Like, okay, guys. And you did this, I think I told you, in early September with these districts that had not planned to go back, but the rates were really good. This was like the Belmont protest, right? He's like, you should be back, or we're going to audit everything you're doing to make sure that the instruction is the correct number of hours, and we're going to find the holes and make you change it, which is really just them being a pain in the ass about it. Um, and now they're saying, and also I think I told you maybe two weeks ago, there were some towns like Lincoln Sudbury had uh, suggested and proposed and approved closing school for like two weeks around Thanksgiving for travel purposes. And, yeah. the, and the commissioner said, absolutely not. You may not do that. Or we're going to audit everything and make, but they still could though. I think they can, but like you don't want the audit. Really? You don't want to have the, 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 the department in looking at everything and pulling all the, numbers and looking at everything because it's just intrusive and it's a lot of work it's a lot of work so um that, that that's sort of the threat let's say a town says like we don't care that you want us to go back like we're not in the union's not in we're, the school committee is in we're not going to force it we're going to stay remote or one day in and go ahead and audit us feel free um so all that all that kind of uh brinksmanship is not helpful and that's what that was the feedback that you know that, that our friend glenn gave the uh, Massachusetts Mass Association of School Committees. Who so, trumps who in in a town? The school committee or the teachers union? Who? There's no trumping. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be a collaboration. And yeah. In some and every town is different. Again, in some towns, the school committee negotiates directly with the union on the contract. So, like the chair of the school committee will sit in and negotiate with the superintendent and the union president. And in Bedford, it does not happen. Hmm. Bedford, we say to the to the council and to the superintendent, like you please do it because it really removes sort of the personal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with notable exceptions like this spring, our prior chair did sit on sit in on the on the on the bargaining because there was there was last minute changes because of COVID and, and think they wanted her voice at the table. I've I've said to to Phil uh, and to Jim like I'm I'm happy to be around this year if you want me. I, I have no expertise in it. I'm happy to have Phil be our uh, you know our mouthpiece as we say what we think we need what the town can bear. Um, but there's nothing harder than there's nothing harder right now in, in municipal planning than school budgeting for next year because every town that you that we live in are surrounded by the school budget is 50 percent 55 percent of the of the of the municipal budget and those are going to go down next year because of the cuts in revenues and local aid so how, how do you plan for a year when you just know you're going to need to spend more to operate these kinds of models where there's less funding coming in where the town must approve it in a partnership with the school committee and town meeting whomever and the, and the town manager the select board and it's just a lot of stress as every town is beginning right now the setting of budget guidelines for next year for approval in January or February. So it's really interesting, Dave, interesting, right, and challenging. Mm. And in a moment when everyone's expecting, uh, you know, an economic downturn to be felt more next fiscal than this fiscal, and, and again, cuts to local aid of 10 to 15 percent and increased expenses for everything that we're doing. It's going to be a tough needle to thread, man. I smell a chocolate bar fundraiser. I smell a lot of just long nights in January and February trying to figure out a what we're doing. And we'll learn a lot meeting. now. We'll learn Who a lot. Who had a longer school committee meeting, Lexington or you guys? Do you know? I think that if you aggregate the hours that it was spent in the summer, Lexington wins. But the yeah. longest individual meeting, Dave, I haven't. I don't know who wins. It's not a competition that you want to be winning. I actually watched you grow a beard at one of the meetings. You made that joke about Brad Morrison a few weeks ago. No, no, I was no, no, I was just saying he grew a beard. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Uh, Listen, I love our meetings. I love when people watch. We had seventy people on last week because there's a lot of interest about the reopening. Gonna get Um, more numbers. Want to give a good shout to our friend Mike Rosenberg, Dave, who wrote an outstanding summary of the of the of the events, um, in which we acknowledged. the need for public safety and vigilance around COVID and precautions and six feet guidelines, though the need of kids with needs and younger students to be in school more, 
um, really identified the challenges that we have to go through to get to, to reopening and maybe some target dates. And I said to our superintendent, like, is it possible for you to give us some initial takes on options at our next meeting? And he said, yes. So we'll get guidance around, can we get more kids in four days a week with needs? And can we get the Davis school back more or just kindergarten back more in the new calendar year? Uh, and then will, will it cost more? Um, what would be sacrificed? Um, I think all, all we want to, all that we want to say is how, how can we do this better mm. and improve the experience for our kids who might right. be struggling. And as we said, and no qualms, like it's, it's hard for younger kids to do remote learning, uh, you know, three days out of five. Um, and our teachers trying real hard. So again, an amazing time to be asking these questions. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited to be able to steer the conversation around here. And um, so, so far, you're driving, been, the, you're very, driving, you're driving the bus. Uh, I'm I mean, it's and good Mike to, Rosenberg's listen, honking the horn. And Mike's doing a great job. And, and Phil's uh, pulling the stop sign. We're just the doing all the metaphors are coming out. Um, so Dave, uh, segment number three, uh, don't, don't ask us times that we were wrong this week. So when were you wrong this week? Do you got anything for us that you can remember real quick? Because I got one if you want me to go first. You go first. So I, so I think I told you our stove stopped working. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, we'll just, we're going to call the repair guy. And then uh, he comes in. And he's like, oh, I just need another another piece for the for the motherboard. I'm like, oh, probably better. The stove has a motherboard? A one. And he calls it back. He's like, oh, they don't make the part anymore. So we were wrong, and I was wrong. We could, we could get the oven replaced. We actually need a whole new oven. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but trying to find one to buy and like choose yeah. Like how do you choose when there's 5,000 options? Choose the so, one that's nice and shiny, that's not too yeah, expensive. So you want like stainless steel, you that want fits, black, you know. And it fits into, your, it fits into the hole that you have in your house. And I was telling my wife, like, I bought a lot of things. Like, we've bought refrigerators and dishwashers and laundry machines. We've nev- I've never had to buy a stove before. Hmm. They just kind of last. Well, they usually do. Yeah. So yeah. this is an old, an old gas range, real nice. You have gas. And like you can spend anywhere from like eight hundred bucks to five thousand. I'm not spending either end one of those numbers. I'm looking for something on the lower end, but like, it's real hard to so figure out no which one right to buy. You know, stove. So the stove top is working, but okay. the oven piece is not. So we're making this. Uh, we're using the the crock pot and the grill. You guys just see if you go, go off the grid and just barbecue or smoke stuff for the re- for the winter. No, well, make it make a fire. I like can a barbecue little, forever. It just takes a little bit longer when it's cold outside to warm make, up. Make make yeah. like some cement blocks. Make yourself a little thing in the back. Call it a day. You guys would be so off the grid. The neighbors would love you would, for the nuisance calls of the, of the smoked beef. It's not, it was like the old alt, in the old altar days. I want to make that land of smoked water. Be like, and bring back the flesh pots. So I was wrong, and we were wrong about the, the ease of both uh, fixing the stove and trying to figure out which new one to get. We have not yet decided. So stay tuned on the new stove. I'm but that's what I was wrong about this week, Dave. How about you? What were you wrong about this week? I was wrong. I don't know. I actually thought that Lexington was going to cancel Halloween. Oh, like, really? About a week or two weeks ago. But what would that, like, how would that have been enforced? Like cops saying, go home? <laughs> like, there's, there's, no, there's no curfew, you know? Well, they did cancel that, that. Going back to that storm how many years ago, they actually did cancel Halloween. But everyone, I mean, it's still required people to buy in. Plus, like, you couldn't do it that weekend because there was just trees Yeah, everywhere. trees everywhere. It was, it was a disaster. So, yeah, I mean, there have been years when, like, because of a of rainstorm or snow, like, you just push it off a day or two. Or, oh, we'll do it on Saturday. Yeah, which is weird, it. you know. But, like, canceling but it. It's a, but it's almost like when you when you, when you you turn your clocks and you t- t- tell your kids it's time for bedtime. They're like, no, it's only 7 o'clock, but you turn your clocks four to a couple hours. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's actually 9 o'clock. And they're like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah changing that. the day. I, I think I was wrong with, in the office, we always get, you know, dressed up for Halloween. And I kind of, you know, 
do whatever I can to make it to, for shock value. Could involve tights. Could involve who knows what. But this year, they decided to, we were gonna, all going to wear M&M shirts. You know? I saw you know? that picture. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I need more than that. I need just an M&M shirt. You know? So I have, an, I have a Halloween. I have an M&M costume at home, that big puffy one with the big sh- hands and the big feet and the big, it's, it's a big circle and you it's go all through big. it. It's all big. And I'm like, I'm wearing this. And I'm like, I can't wear that because... It's COVID nineteen. I'm gonna be just you know. I can't put a gown on it when I need to. I can't wash myself real well. So, so I, I so I went with a shirt, and actually people loved it. People were like, "Oh, you're M and M's." So it was actually it was I was in Erica's. That was Erica's idea. I'm office manager. Erica and, Carboni. Yeah, Carboni. Carboni. And um, Carboni. shout out Erica. Shout out to Erica. And yeah, so I was I would have been wrong there. All right. Well, I appreciate the reflection, man. Last year you were Batman. What were you last year? You were, last you were year, big and blue. That was fun last because that was be- that was um, trunk or treat, yeah. right? And I had like a Batman costume that I made turn into Bedford Pediatrics Man. And that was just fun. That was just fun. Too many I'm going to bring that out. BP again. I'm going to run around town. You and I, we should. You should be like Bedford Man. I'll be Bedford Pediatrics Man, and we can run around town. Just run around town with our capes on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah. And they'll be like, who are those two guys? We have masks on. Who are those masks Oh, whoever listens to the pod. Wow. Let's do it. Uh, I, I no, wait, no, wait. We'll climb on top of um, Suzanne Kohler and Co., whatever it's called. There's there. enough stuff on that room. I know. There's, there's like, like skeletons everywhere. Skeletons oh, my. You see that? Like, I'm waiting for one of them to blow away and land someone, the, the windshield of someone's car. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was uh, on Thursday. We dressed up Thursday and Friday last week because kids come either day. And we wanted there to be Halloween. So on Thursday, I was a dragon. I had a big dragon onesie. Um, which I then wore to the superintendent's office to sign some nice. bills. And he's like, I can't believe you came by and didn't show me the dragon costume. So I texted him a picture of me in the dragon onesie. And then Friday I pulled out uh, the old faithful Elsa costume and did that. And I was the big Elsa and there were four little Elsas running around, including some frozen two Elsas. The dress is different, Dave. Dress is different. The dress is different. And then it snowed all day. We're like, I guess this is our fault. It's you. Bump, bump, bump. Nice. Uh, what was a good family moment of the week for you, Dave? Family moment of the week for the Gellers. Family moment, I would say, was well, just hanging out on um, Friday night. Actually, was was nice after a busy week of work. Came sure. home, hung out, and watched a little um, Ninja DVR. That was. Are you I, watching I, Ninja like every night now? We're just catching like up on our stuff. I okay. enjoyed that, and actually, and Saturday was nice too. You know, it's Halloween's always a little bit can be a little rough around the ed- edges. You got to go out in the cold weather, possibly. It was COVID nineteen, you know, with 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 a couple maybe a little older, hanging out with um, new families that we, you know with younger kids and getting to know people. We had, a, but ended up, you know, just we had a really nice night. Maddie had a ball with her friends. What we was made, she? She was some kind of witch with some kind of witch. I don't know. Awesome. And um, and but her, and she, but you know, we made some new friends. Made, made a very interesting family. Uh, it was, I just love it. It's a small world, and uh, just talking to dad, the father, uh, originally from Egypt. And is here now working, uh, and we just started talking about, you know, I was talking about, um, you know, I, I'm sure you never in the weather we're walking around and have you? I'm sure you've never really, you know, you probably never skied before. And you know, he was actually, I've never skied, but I'm used to this weather because I went because I went to school in Missouri. I went, went went to school in Missouri. Yeah, long story. Sh- and then, and then I, I, you, he went to college, University of Missouri. I said, oh, did you go to any football games? He said, no, actually, I, I didn't, but I played soccer there. So I'm thinking you played intramural soccer there. So he played for Missouri. He played, he, he played soccer wow. as, for Division One University of Missouri. Wow. And I said, are you still playing? He said, yeah, I actually played. 
Chick-fil-A every morning in Lexington. I said, oh, do, At you, Lincoln? do you know my friend David Landis? Get out. And he's like, Landis? I love that guy. One of the nice guys I know. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, Yusef. And, yeah, it just was great. You know, just, it great made story. me smile because to me, that's one of that's my most great. enjoyable things about Halloween besides the first one is, is, is the kids having a good time. Sure. But I just love mingling with people and talking with people, which was tough this year. But the one person we were paired up with was just really enjoyed our time together. You know? So, yeah, awesome. Awesome night. Oh. Yeah. Usually I hate Halloween. This year I really enjoyed it. That's, my, that's mine too. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wasn't like running home from work, changing costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It was nice sort of have time. Um, time. I really enjoyed the fact that you didn't have to like, you know, chit chat at the houses. We covered a lot of ground, yep. a lot more than usual, ran a few people. But Where was your neighborhood that you went in? We went all over here, up the hill, down the hill, and then. Percentage-wise, say, say on a good Halloween, 100% people out, what percentage of kids did you see out? Oh, less. Like, give me a number, 10%. I mean, nobody really walks around our street. I mean, we probably had 12 to 15 kids come by. We didn't, But we, we just didn't see as many people out in big yeah, clusters. Yeah, so maybe, maybe like 40%. Yeah. We also went out. I mean, we went out, left at 6. And usually, I'm, usually by like 6.40, I'm like, I'm done. Like so you, so you say you hate Halloween, right? That's a strong it's just like, word. It's, it's just like, a, a, like the whole spectacle, like the preparation and going and the stress. And we got to go and got to go and get back. And it what was nice you, to have it on a Saturday, right? And it felt like actually doing what else something do you normal. Hate? Give me one thing that you hate. Hate. It's I just hate. a lot of logistics, man. A lot of pressure to deliver. I don't like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> want to make it easy. Relax. Yeah, yeah. I was able to relax my way through Halloween. I had a mom um, in the office one time and, and we were talking. And she goes, I just had a doctor's visit. My doctor, she, and she said, and she's the worst. She's got to be the worst doctor in the world. Wow. And I said, that's a pretty strong statement to have the worst doctor in, in the, the whole, world. Hope I never get that one, right? I just hate, you know, just wow. an extreme comment. Okay. So I don't hate Halloween, Dave. I just don't really enjoy it. There you I, go. And I certainly enjoyed it this year. It's like, you're not, you're not, I'm not mad. Things. I'm frustrated. Right? That's all. Go. Um, good Florida man this week, Dave. I'm sure that you saw this one. Please. I'm just going to read this right out for you. It happened at the end of August, but it's in the news this week for some How, reason. Why would I even see this stuff? Channeling, uh, channeling Tiger Cat. So I think you know what we're talking Tiger about. Tiger King. Tiger King. You're the, uh, you're the Tiger Cat. Yeah, whatever. I don't. I, as you know, I did not finish that show. I'm like, this is junk. I had to take a shower after uh, each episode. Man in Florida. Florida man was mauled. No. Paying $150 for a quote, full contact experience, unquote, with a black leopard. Dwight Turner, 50, has undergone two surgeries since being attacked by the animal on August 31st. His wife, Natushka Turner, uh, said in a sworn written statement to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, FWC, Dwight Turner and the leopard's owner, Michael Poggy, 54, arranged for him to, quote, play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures, unquote, on Poggy's property in Davie. FWC said in a captive wildlife report. After Poggy unlocked the leopard's cage, Dwight Turner entered and sat on a bench inside when the leopard growled and attacked Mr. Turner, biting him on the head and ear, said the FWC report. What do I say? See you in court. That's bad. crazy. That's I'm cringing as you're saying that. That's bad. That's an outro. So no petting zoos for you, Geller, huh? That's crazy. I, I remember going up to the York Beach Animal Farm when we were a kid up in Maine. And if you go there now, it's a much more it's wild much kingdom. different. But back then, it was a wild kingdom. Basically, once you walked <laughs> in the gate, there was just free running llamas and goats and sheep just running around. There was no pen. And they would just run up to you and tackle you, especially if you put, you put, you put your quarter in the machine, got some of that food. And I saw them one time jump on a man and grab his camera, bite it, take out the film, and eat it. You know, and that's just. That's just you know llamas and sheep and goats, and I can't imagine I'm all set with the craziness. That's crazy. There's just no, no there's just no reason. 
No reason. Too much tiger. You know, people when you when you do COVID swaps now, some places, right? You walk into this room and this person behind a, a black behind a shield <laughs> behind a, like a shield puts the rubber gloves comes through like like the um, like the robot from Lost in Space to swab your nose, right? They won't even touch you. So some dude is going into a to a. a it was ridiculous. I was like, pet it, it through like a like a a, a, a chainmail glove or something through the wall. It's not going. Reminder, there. guys. Florida is just you know. It's I mean, a that's just universe. crazy. I'm all set. It's like, um, it's like, I'm going to go pet that black bear. Swipe. Let's not do that. Oh, my gosh. Um, Give me back so my I, as, you, as I just reflected with you, I did not watch Tiger King, and you took a shower afterwards because it's so gross. Uh, I mean, I've been watching a lot of stuff recently, and last time we spoke, I'd never heard of the show. Um, I watched the whole miniseries of The Queen's Gambit this week. Have you heard about that? No. Really, really yeah, I've good. I've seen it on my flip. Really good. Worth watching. Um, Queen's about Gambit. About a... Sort of a woman that becomes a world champion chess player, but it's so oh. much more than that, and so intriguing. Uh, really, really well done. You'll like it. Will um, I? Is it a document? Is it a series? No, it's, it's, it's no, it's 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 a seven part series. It's not a true story. It's based on a novel, but it's very well done. Did I tell about the octopus? Did I tell about the octopus thing last week? Uh, no, but save that thought for a second. Uh, I just finished Noble, which is that Norwegian show about Afghanistan, which is really good. Awesome. I'm halfway through a show called Collateral, which is really good from Britain. A four four episode mini series, two down, two to go. And then, Dave, you're going to like this. Yes. Finally started Stranger Things. Hey. Really like it. What do you th- yeah. Don't, don't ask me any more questions. No, okay. Really like Enjoy. it. I'm really, really tense. I'm like, I got the chills like multiple times. Like, ooh. Where are you in it? Towards the beginning. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's well, very well done. Very 80s. Yeah, well, that's what's cool I about it. I appreciate the 80s like, I rem- Yeah, I remember, yeah, I think we talked like, you know, some, some, a lot of that stuff, we, we, all, we lived we lived. Well, you did. I was, not still, the creatures. I was still a younger younger lad, you know, when that happened. But that was like, yeah. you were like the high school kid. Yeah. <laughs> you were like Steve. <laughs> nah, I can't. Uh, what about the octopus, man? I, I, it's, I forget what, what the title is called, like My Friend the Octopus. What? But Oh, you got to watch this thing on Netflix. Is it a documentary? Is it, is it Netflix or Amazon? It's both. a documentary about both. this this guy who used to, who was a... Um, like a doc- documentary producer, uh-huh. and he made amazing documentaries all around the world and got basically burned out. He's from Australia. He grew up in the ocean. And basically, he goes back to where he grew up. On the up. ocean, not in the ocean. On the ocean. He <laughs> um, goes back to where he grew up and, st- and kind of reconnects with the ocean and rec- and, and, and comes across this octopus what are you talking about? that he befriends, no, no, like in the no, reefs. No, 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 you get, no, you, no. He befriends <laughs> the reefs off of where he dives in, and he also learns how to hold his breath at least that's how they edit it for prolonged periods of time just snorkeling and I'll just say and I'll leave it at this is the, him this octo, octopus octopi I guess are extremely intelligent when this octopus reaches out to touch him and to connect with him on a daily basis you'll you'll be like what you, I'm just gonna say watch it it's is worth the watch it's one it's like a documentary it's like a 60 90 minutes maybe I can do that it's pr- I think it won the Sundance Award it's pretty my impressive. friend the octopus something like that or my friendly octopus or octopuses are us I'm not sure exactly what it's called but just it's good it's how do good. we know that octopi are extremely intelligent how do we know this well from this documentary, from but documentary. From, what, from what I I was <laughs> speaking to, I was speaking to someone yesterday and it might have been um, Becky Landis um, that octopi, octopi, that yeah, the octopi have been shown to be extremely intelligent. I'm not doubting it. I just never heard such things. It's bizarre. You know, also make you not. I, mean, I don't eat. I don't eat octopi, but people, of course, who don't you know who who are vegetarian or you know don't eat, don't eat meat or fish, right? Yeah. It, it gives you a whole new appreciation to these creatures of the of the sea that they really are. They they have feelings too. <laughs> 
There's a whole book about animals being smarter than we think they are, which I absolutely agree with. Um, I just didn't know the octopi were. Yeah, in that just watch it. Watch it. Watch it for next. I'm week. gonna find it. Watch I'll put it for on the next list. Week. I'll get, I'm gonna no, get around to it. I've been two weeks to watch through. it, and don't binge totally Stranger Things. Drag it out. Well, there's a lot it. of seasons, right? I'm, I'm three. I'm, there's a, yeah. I don't like to do things slowly. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock it out. You know? Okay, I don't fine. Knock it out. Especially as I'm hiding from the election results. Like I got time to watch. St- have you finished Cobra Kai? Uh, we're halfway through season two. I yeah. mean, it's it's yeah, it's okay. Eh. Eh, first one was good. Second one, it's okay. okay. I don't like where it's heading. Where's it heading? I just don't want to root for Danny or Sam or Robbie. I want Robbie to get a haircut. Hot. Tori is bad news. I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Just, you know, it's good. even James like this isn't funny anymore. Watch the octopus. Yeah, you know. Okay. I'll watch the octopus instead of no. We're gonna finish Cobra Kai, uh, and then you know we'll, we'll keep treading through, find through some other stuff. So that's that's what I got, Dave. That's what I'm up to. I think we covered a lot of ground. We still got to move forward. Forward. We got to cover a lot of ground. We're gonna move forward. We're gonna move forward with Your, some Dave's pods. avoiding is avoiding the remote recording somehow on weekends because the schedules are not aligning, which is sad. But we're gonna we're gonna pilot some. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I really want to get that. I really want to move on with our with our new pods. And it's just I want to we got to arrange some some people. It's on. gotta be the perfect pod, and we gotta be four to launch the new one. So we gotta we gotta sort of get we're it. We're align ourselves. Title it. Get it. Book it. Down it. Edit it, it. Eat it. Chew it. Chew it. Produce it. it. Produce it. the crap out of it. You know, yes, get some yeah. more music from Joey. Yeah, Joey. Now with New York Street and Joey, we should we gotta connect with that young man. Uh, another thing we should probably be doing. Um, last call. How's Hannah? Hannah is great. How's Owen? Owen. Owen is um, great, and he's on the precipice of a big, hopefully, advertising um, position. But just wait, I don't want to jinx him because he's just waiting to hear. He's he's a great he's a he's a great prospect for a job like that. He comes from the lineage um, of that, and he's well. And, and what news from Saratoga? Um, all good. Is she home at Thanksgiving and then she's kind of home Thanksgiving, but then, then she's home till like January. Till January, yeah. And it just actually, yeah, just um, shout to her, you know, just to see how this how tomorrow goes, everybody. And there were there was actually a we got an email yesterday from Skidmore, from the from the new dean about the forty six student suspensions due to inappropriate um, behavior over the Halloween weekend, including breaking of COVID nineteen regulations, um, underage drinking, some violence. Um, kids let off a little bit of steam, and those kids. I'm not sure what that means. Okay, if it's Jossie's just, not in the 47. Jossie was not. Thank you. She was 47. She was not. <laughs> she she ran quickly. No, she Good. was not involved. Good. She's being very, very, very Excellent. cautious and safe. And making some beautiful artwork, by the way. Let's she's real. yeah. She's tapping into some great stuff. I tell you, Skidmore. I mean, if you when you find the right school to go to, right. you know, they're really you know for her it's been it's been great as it was for Hannah. But no, she's doing well. I'm looking okay. forward to seeing her. Um, you know, for the holidays, I'm looking. F- Actually, Ruth is back in town too. The other daughter, we have to get uh, not my daughter, other daughter, but Ruth Landis. Ruth Landis is back in town. Why? Uh, <laughs> Why? This is great. Well, she, well she's because she's home from California, right. where she was hanging out with a friend of hers. Um, but she's home now, and because uh, she's not going to school this year, right, right. But anyways, um, but that's nice to have her back. Although I haven't seen her. And I'm just, I want to do some skiing. I want to do some skiing. I want well, to get out there on the slopes. There's snow in the Northland today. I heard six inches in the, on the uplope. So Stop it. Enjoy. Yeah. Really? Let's go. It snowed here at 11 o'clock. Have, have you ever actually skied? Never. Uh, Never. Why, let me answer that question. Once. Cross country. Uh, other that's times. Not, that's not no, skiing. Downhill once. Cross that's country not, twice. Where'd you downhill? All set. Where'd you downhill? All set. Oh, come on. Where'd you downhill? I literally forget. It was in sixth grade. And because I was on the student newspaper. You went Belmont. So where would you have gone? Activity ski trip. 
Oh boy, where would it have been? I'll I'll look it up because I have my journal. I, can actually, from, I have actually, my journal from sixth grade, Dave. I'll look it up. I'm there actually envisioning you as little Dan Brosgall. Don't it's a know, bad picture. Going on the slope, you know. I fell when I, when I, when I was scared about going too fast. I'm like, we should get over. you. No. We should get you on no. snowboarding. Snowboarding. No. One lesson. All set. One lesson. No. You, me. No. I have one kidney. I'm not going. Scared. You have one kidney. You actually, yeah. That's, that's why you can't play contact sports. I mean, I can. Thanks. <laughs> We're all set. <laughs> all right, David. Listen, on the eve of uh, on the eve of election, I wish you a wonderful drama-free day tomorrow. Who knows what this week will hold? Hopefully, more podcasts, um, and then we'll see about the rest. Sound good to you? Sounds great. Always awesome to right, spend episode time. forty-two to be named shortly. When I go downstairs and listen to it and talk about <laughs> what we actually spoke about. Um, thanks for laying in on the tracing and uh, and the time change stuff. Um, and the Bridget and Josie situation. I like that a lot, and so will our listeners. So I appreciate the honesty and your feedback for us. Every week, my friend and listeners, we'll see you back here for episode 43. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman, Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.